0: have acted as campaigners, discussion partners, speech writers, and editors, but have also taken active parts in public policy, even getting some legislation passed. They have all exercised some influence, whether it was personal, such as managing the president's appointment schedules, assuming some of his work, serving as a liaison, or working with the president, cabinet, and others to push for specific legislation. The unique balance of power in the marriage determines the degree of influence and power of first ladies. And we usually don't even know the extent of that. How would we?
1: And welcome to The Shrinks on 3rd, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm
0: psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome into The Shrinks on 3rd.
1: Today, Cindy and I are going to focus on first ladies. If you think about it, Cindy, it's a little strange that one person gets elected to the presidency and the person they happen to be married to gets dragged into a sort of leadership position too.
0: That is so true, Julie. Julie. Beginning way back with Martha Washington, the wife of the very first president, a female relative of the president has provided leadership as the White House hostess, and so much more.
1: So first ladies aren't elected, but they can potentially have a very high level of influence on their husbands, and therefore, they can have a lot of potential power. You usually see more of them even than the vice president.
0: If you've been in a relationship, you know how much power they can have. (laughs) And despite that, the role of first lady isn't given or defined by the government or the constitution, so it becomes defined by the person in the role.
1: Which makes sense, because it was always men married to women, and women had no importance, so why even define the role? So far. Mm Mm-hmm, it's it's changing. (laughs) Different first ladies took it upon themselves to define the office in different ways, which also impacted the ways subsequent first ladies have defined their roles. These days, first ladies seem to want and are expected to be quite active, which I think is a good thing. Although some people complain, they sometimes exercise illegitimate power because they weren't elected. Should they have power
0: or shouldn't they? Good question. Being the presidential partner, every first lady is criticized for whatever she does to fill the role. People always weigh in on what a first lady should and shouldn't do from their actions, their words, to what they wear and how they do their hair. They're expected to be a caring wife and mother, a good White House hostess, a decorator, a social butterfly, and somewhat of a diplomat with perfect nails and makeup. At least they probably have somebody in-house to do that. Oh, they do. While hosting dinners and socializing with high-level statespeople and foreign dignitaries, they're critiqued for the food, the amount of money they spend, and their managerial skills.
1: And while doing all of this, the first lady is expected to help shape a positive personal and political image for her husband and never to disagree with him in public. It's a lot of pressure.
0: It really is. The image of the first lady is thoroughly scrutinized based on her physical and personal attributes. And that's even before people start evaluating the work she does as an unpaid, unofficial public servant. They get a lot of love and a lot of hate depending on who's watching.
1: Yes, it's true. They can be skewered by the public. Hillary Clinton often felt negativity from the public, partly because of her strong career image. First ladies are supposed to be domesticated, though not too domesticated. It really seems impossible to do this right.
0: It does. The country's first Black first lady, Michelle Obama, was, to a lot of people, especially women and girls, a symbol of hope and change. Girls and women around the world looked up to this smart, determined woman from Chicago's South Side. Michelle also endured a lot of sexist and racist attitudes thrown her way.
1: Oh, I think we have no idea how bad it was. Uh, Yeah. While there's no legal or constitutional mandate for official duties of the First Lady, there are some things that are expected and other things that are commonly taken on. Literacy, poverty, nutrition, all super important issues, for example, but they're taken on in ways that look good. But since the first lady doesn't usually have much real power, she can't actually affect significant change.
0: Being a wife and mother in the public spotlight has to be a huge challenge. We may not always take into consideration either. It's hard enough to deal with your kid's behavior in the grocery store or at the library.
1: Oh my gosh, it's true. As a White House manager, The First Lady oversees social events, including the menu, guest list, entertainment, seating arrangements, so she has to know who all the players are and where to put them. Doing this for high-level guests can influence the president's public image and even his agenda.
0: The First Lady has been responsible for the domestic staff and often oversees renovations, restorations, and refurbishments of the executive mansion, which they not only live there, but it's a living history museum.
1: Right, and they always have to redecorate it when they move in. It's a lot of money. Yes. Anyway, many and all of the most recent First Ladies have been important in supporting the presidents and the party during the campaign, even delivering speeches on their husband's behalf.
0: And that's only the beginning. The role of First Lady is one of the most visible public positions in the world. From the minute the election is called, the partner of a newly elected president is in the spotlight. Where they remain for the whole term, which can be a very long four to eight years.
1: Yeah. The first lady is expected to appear at public events to represent the president and the country. And usually they accompany the president on official visits abroad and they welcome foreign dignitaries here.
0: Not every presidential wife has fulfilled all the functions at the same level or in the same way. The role of first lady evolved to be more and more influential over a long time.
1: Americans only gradually adopted the term first lady. Martha Washington, wife of the first president George Washington hosted social functions and was unofficially called Lady Washington based on the British influence of colonizers at the time. Wives were often called ladies so-and-so but in those not as frequent times when the person taking over the social hostess function in the White House was not the president's wife, They couldn't be referred to as Lady President's last name, so they were just called First Lady.
0: Apparently, many women haven't liked the name First Lady. Jackie Kennedy thought it sounded like the name of a prized horse. She also felt used by the Kennedy family, but that's another story.
1: Oh, it's another whole big movie. (laughs) A long one. Most First Ladies were President's wives but there were at least 10 presidents who either because their wives died before they became president, or they came to the White House as single men or their wives' health didn't allow them to always participate in social events and other duties. They looked to friends or other family members such as a daughter, daughter daughter-in-law, niece, or sister to fill the role.
0: The role took on more formal responsibilities as it evolved. Edith Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt's wife, became the first first lady to have a federally salaried social secretary to help with her schedule and correspondence. She was the first first lady to attend cabinet meetings and often attended House and Senate debates and discuss them and other official business with her husband. Wow. I don't know how we know that others didn't. But like many others, she spent a lot of energy trying to improve the status of women, Edith Roosevelt initiated the installation of the First Lady's Portrait Gallery, and it was during her service that development of a professional staff began.
1: Besides her political endeavors, Helen Taft is best remembered as the sponsor of the cherry blossom trees along Potomac Drive in Washington, D.C. She also inspected the unhealthy workplace conditions of those who worked for the federal government and used her influence to get a health and safety law passed.
0: First ladies have acted as campaigners, discussion partners, speech writers, and editors, but have also taken active parts in public policy, even getting some legislation passed. They have all exercised some influence, whether it was personal, such as managing the president's appointment schedules, assuming some of his work, serving as a liaison or working with the president cabinet, and others to push for specific legislation. The unique balance of power in the marriage determines the degree of influence and power of first ladies, and we usually don't even know the extent of that. How would we? We
1: certainly don't know when we elect their husbands the influence they're going to have. (laughs) Because of the powerful position of the first lady, organizations seek their support for their causes or efforts Dolly Madison helped an orphanage that cared for young girls and often visited a local private girls' school. Harriet Rebecca Lane Johnson acted as First Lady to her bachelor uncle, James Buchanan. She was interested in the needs of Native Americans. Mary Lincoln advocated for an organization that provided support for housing, employment, and education of freed African-American slaves. Florence Harding supported organizations working toward the humane treatment of animals.
0: So first ladies can be pretty cool. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson's second wife, Edith, didn't pursue any causes, but her role as first lady became pretty controversial after he had a stroke and she decided he shouldn't resign and didn't let the public know the seriousness of his illness. Of course, she claimed she didn't make decisions on her own. She just selected what issues were presented to her husband, but she apparently kept certain reports and people from getting to him. so word in unofficial Washington is that she overreached the limits of a president's wife.
1: She kind of became the president. (laughs) Eleanor Roosevelt was the first to have a personal secretary as well as a social secretary to coordinate her efforts during the presidency of her husband, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. She took on the civil rights of many different overlooked groups, such as the unemployed, World War I veterans, coal miners, women, African-Americans, and refugees through charity efforts and political action.
0: Lou Hoover paid to hire more secretaries with her own money. (laughs) Pat Nixon hired the first appointment secretary, Betty Ford, the first speech writer, Rosalind Carter, the first chief of staff, and Nancy Reagan, the first special projects director.
1: So you can see over time, they they are getting busier, more official, (laughs) and and needing more staff. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of first lady firsts. Most recent first ladies champion specific social and humanitarian issues, many of them involving the federal government or lobbying for actual legal change.
0: Yes, and while, while Jackie Kennedy, for example, was idolized for her beauty and style and spent a lot of time renovating the White House residence, she focused on historic preservation and many of her designs are still there today. She was also the first first lady to hire a press secretary. <laughs> lady Bird
1: Johnson made highway beautification and environmental protection key causes, while Rosalind Carter focused on care of the mentally ill. Barbara Bush focused on family literacy, and Laura Bush, a librarian, focused on childhood
0: literacy. President Bill Clinton chose his wife, Hillary Rodham Clinton, to run his health care policy and for other substantial involvement in policy related issues. She worked alongside his top deputies in her own office in the West Wing, the first and only First Lady to have an office there.
1: After her tenure as First Lady, Clinton launched her own political career, serving as a Senator, United States Secretary of State, and then of course the Democratic nominee for president in 2016. Something that would have been interesting about a President Hillary Clinton is the opportunity to see what a first gentleman looks like and what would be expected of him. Would he perform the standard duties of a first lady? (laughs) Can Can you picture Bill Clinton doing
0: that? I think not, but it would have been interesting to see what a first gentleman would do. Instead, we were graced with the next first lady, Michelle Obama, President Barack Obama's wife, who used her platform in part to take on childhood obesity and health, particularly through her Let's Move initiative.
1: And as the mother of a combat veteran, Jill Biden, current First Lady, First Lady to President Joe Biden, has taken on supporting military families and is very focused on education.
0: I have to say, it's very funny to read this stuff as history because it's like, this is like we lived through this. But to some people, President Bill Clinton is like way history. Yeah, I know. The office of the First Lady is now in the East Wing of the White House which was built during World War II to provide office space for the military working in the White House to serve the president. Since they also served as aides at White House social events, it seemed to make sense that all of the social staff of the First Lady should also be located there. Before that, First Ladies worked from offices in the family quarters. The official office of the First Lady, formed in 1977 in the East Wing, where the First Lady's Chief of Staff communications team, schedulers, and policy advisors now meet and work. The First Lady's staff also includes a press secretary, a social secretary, and a chief floral designer.
1: Wow, floral designer. (laughs) First ladies take on being spokespeople not only for their husbands but for their party and for their causes of choice. Still, a lot of the modern duties support a sexist role that includes selecting China patterns and giving the White House a decorative flair. Again, could you picture Bill Clinton picking the China patterns? Maybe. They also have to basically give up whatever they had going on before so that they could be at the president's side, not only to support him, but to support the entire country.
0: And while there are major perks, I mean, first ladies don't get a salary for their 24 seven job, but the perks are big. They get to live in a mansion, they have security detail, a paid staff, free travel, a new wardrobe, and a ton of influence. But, for example, Michelle Obama gave up a $212,000 annual salary to be first lady, and Hillary Clinton gave up being a partner at a prestigious law firm.
1: Right. Would a husband give up his successful, fulfilling career so that he could stand by his wife's side in photos and pick out China patterns and champion a cause and not get paid? Mm L-O-L.
0: If a future president brings a male partner to the White House, that man will likely take the title of first gentleman. When we finally elect a woman to the presidency or someone who is non-conforming to this model in any way, who will do all the associated first lady stuff?
1: Wouldn't that be funny? Maybe they'd have to hire somebody to do that stuff and actually pay them. Doug Emhoff, husband of United States Vice President Kamala Harris, holds the title of Second Gentleman of the United States. If Kamala Harris becomes President, will First Gentleman Doug Emhoff be choosing those China patterns decorating the White House for the holidays? Will they find a friend or relative to take on the role of First Lady? Will they finally make some of the more traditional aspects of the position a paid position and hire someone who can restore, redecorate, manage social affairs? Or will the first woman president also be expected to perform all of those functions too? The functions of the first lady, just like women in the normal world, end up doing all the household work across America in addition to the careers they have.
0: Right. For some, it might also be hard not to, like hard not to raise your own kids and be the wife and mother you may have imagined being, or hard not to decorate your own home or living quarters, not to sit by your partner and work side by side in what is likely the biggest endeavor of your lives.
1: Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see how a woman would manage it differently, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure they would. The president is a public servant with an annual salary of $400,000 plus a $50,000 expense account. Former presidents receive a pension over $200,000 a year. A former president's spouse may also be paid a lifetime pension of $20,000 per year. If they give up any other government pension they might be entitled to, that's ridiculously low.
0: Yeah. And another thing, the presidential spouse cannot accept gifts valued over a certain amount. All gifts and their values must be declared and are considered property of the U.S. government. If the gifts are from friends or close associates, so they're deemed like safe for the person to have, they have the opportunity to purchase them from the government at their estimated value.
1: They could use that $20,000 pension to do that. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Buy that you know priceless work of art they received. I suspect in a lot of these relationships, the first lady really didn't have a choice in any of this and may have often been put in this position by her husband, by the administration, by the party and by America, a position in which she just can't say no.
0: I know. I think that's probably happened a lot, but I would hope that for more recent first ladies, at least it's part of a discussion in a more egalitarian relationship where she agrees to the whole vision and to her partner running for president and kind of knowing what that means for her.
1: Yeah, that they do it as a team. Uh, That's what I would hope and want for them. In the annual budget for operational funding requested from Congress, there is now a budget for funding the staff of a presidential partner so that they can help the president carry out the presidential duties.
0: And still no funding for the partner. So, if you're interested in First Ladies, the National First Ladies Library in Ohio and the National Archives in Washington, D.C., hold some of the most comprehensive records of First Ladies in the United States and very interesting stuff.
1: It is. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening
0: today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird.